0: Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute for a consultation with a professional. Hi there and welcome to Disruption and I'm Steve Lubitz and I'm here as always with um, head of Giant Space Cat and future future <laughs> future ruler of uh, America and then the universe, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri?
1: I am very excited to be here. I have a question for you, Steve. Yeah. So I have been, because like all my video game systems are in boxes with our whole oh no. move to, to oh Denim. No. So oh all, I have, no. all I have is my Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah. That's all you need though.
1: No, it's it's amazing. So I have been suiciding my way through Mario Rabbit Kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am just about to be World Four. Am I am I what happens after that? Am I close to being the game?
0: What what I happens? I think World Four is the end of the game. I got to the beginning of World Four and then I got stuck. I didn't get past it. So my I think that's the last world, though. I've I've heard that they're releasing more story content in a couple months what yeah i saw that no there's, yeah i saw that there's going to be some dlc that's going to add some story content to it and maybe june i think it's a long way away yeah but, okay yeah.
1: no that's great that's great yeah. by the way georgia i want to salute you for successfully getting through all of our shows without buying a nintendo product i yeah. really <laughs> I of any kind that. I admire that. That's that's yes. really impressive. I have
2: all the old ones. <laughs> no, wait, no. You didn't um, get a Super Nintendo Classic? Boys. You
1: didn't get it. NES? I bought Game
2: Boys for my kids with uh, Pokemon Emerald uh-huh. and Pokemon Ruby. Um, so we did get that. We got a Game Boy. For, we got Game Boys for them. Game Boys? Uh, so How I, long ago I, was this? They got another, the, the second one for uh, this holiday. So, uh, and a little tiny, uh, wire so that they could trade ga- Pokemon in between one or Wait, of the wait, others. did you get, did you so get ac- an actual, really... like,
0: old school, like, Game Boy? Like, Game Boy Advance? Yeah.
2: Not, yeah, 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 flip. Yeah.
0: Like, the Game Boy Advance SP?
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna so ask for pictures later,
1: Georgie. You better be very sure about this, no, or you will get it's true. You will get a legion it's true. We of angry them gamers during- pounding on your door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, no, I really, we really did. So, so I might not have bought anything for myself personally, um, but uh, they're they're enjoying them. They love them so, and they they're just like huge Pokemon fans. So. They've like consumed everything about Pokemon.
1: Yeah, you also limit their screen time, so maybe they don't yeah, even know do. modern systems exist. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> they've been living I in know. like a universe amazing. This is
2: so this hard. Is by tribble. Yeah. My triple. Tribble went off. <laughs> so I stole one of Renee's triples.
1: Oh my god! I bought him a
2: triple, and he he he. I don't know if he like how much he liked it, but anyway, So I, I he's like, "Do you want the triple?" I'm like, "Yes." So I laughed hard enough to make the triple.
0: No, that's actually how that episode so, started. That that's how the Tribbles got sentient. They got not they got angry because they got the knocked off the desk.
2: Of What's your now laugh like? What this was with it? Them. Was it like, oh, oh, God. or was it more like,
1: <laughs> like? No, what was that's my the, Tribble.
2: He can be yeah happy yeah or that's him happy or he can be in in yeah. distress. <laughs> I'm turn him off. Sorry.
0: Well, it, 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 you know, I guess, this, I guess this is appropriate for the old that. school intros if it takes like 20 minutes uh, for me to actually introduce you, Georgia. so Right. Yeah, so this right. is this I is Tribble, I a senior well. writer for Imore and Tribble Herder, Georgia Dow.
2: <laughs> right, right. Well, there's, you know, it's it's more appropriate to have Tribbles than Orcs, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously you're not going to kill the Tribbles. Or, excuse me, you've released them no, from their just, suffering. You
2: can't. You really can't. You can't. <laughs> they just... They just there's more of them. Is it ethical to kill a Tribble?
0: I think it is. No. Are they tasty?
2: No. I mean,
0: that makes a <gasps> difference, right?
2: Oh, that's horrible. How could you even say that? My dog went went for her and tried to carry my, my little Tribble okay. away, and I was like, drop that Tribble. And she just looked at me like, what? And then it started making noise, and then she's like, what? And yeah. So. Okay.
1: So, Georgia, ethically, would you pull a Chewbacca and eat a pork? Like, could you do that no. ethically? <laughs>
2: No. Oh my god, I have a little tiny pork. Yeah. I have a little yeah. tiny stuffed pork. I bought it before the movie even came out. I love them so much. Yeah. And now it has little suction cups and it sticks on my window. Yeah. Like in the scene where the the there's a, this is not a spoiler. The ship moves sideways and it gets stuck on a window and and so I Whoa. have that
1: pork. Georgia! Yeah. Don't Sorry. don't ruin them. That's, really? that's like the, Come you know, spoilers.
0: That's like the critical part of the movie. Now nobody can see it. Hmm.
1: I, I would be popping down porks like Tic Tacs. Oh, no, you would not. You don't like pork. I would totally eat porks. I mean, I would also have a pork for a pet, but I'm just saying if I were hungry, I would eat a pork.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the other other white meat.
1: Right,
2: yeah. Oh, no, that's horrible. It's Jedi that's horrible. food. They would all stare at you in, in judgment.
1: That's, for a reason. If Chewbacca will eat it, Brianna Wu will eat it. I,
0: that's he that's did not eat I it.
2: I he did not eat I,
0: it. I just, he just, I just. only cooked Georgia. It. <laughs> I just imagine you like the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa becomes a vegetarian, like sitting down at dinner. Like what? What makes this pork different than the one that kissed me? And
2: yeah, I, you see, yeah, it's true. It's true. I might. I was thinking of that. I'm like, I think that there might be, um, you know, other creatures. Those those fish creatures don't look cute. So maybe I would eat one of those.
0: So see that's what okay so it's really just a matter of like how cute the animal is that determines whether it lives or dies. That's what you're saying.
2: Porgs seem very sentient. <laughs> they really they seem to get stuff. I don't
1: think they are. I think their <gasps> cuteness was bred evolutionarily. Yeah. Uh, as a defense mechanism, but I mean, they seem to like breed like bunny rabbits, and I think they're just reacting to stimuli in a very basic function,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is poor Darwinism, well, is what this is. It's not fault
2: that they're cute. That's what I'm just saying.
0: Okay. Um, so you know, this being the last show, it's probably you know, it's it's a good time for us to kind of. Uh, look, Are you not going to introduce I me? I did, I did. <laughs> I introduced okay. you. I called you a okay, triple order. Okay. What do you sure. want from me?
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Good Lord. And also with us today
1: is Georgia Dell, whose Thank job you, is moving yeah. all the time. Right. Just all moving. Time. That's, yes. that's Everyone. our job. Yeah. That's I'm what you do for moving. a living. V- I think you also do some <laughs> therapy yeah. on the side, yeah. but it's primarily just moving.
0: And VR holodeck architect.
2: Right, yeah. right, right, right. Not that I've gotten much time, I haven't. I haven't even been on VR. My family members have, but I'm well,
0: not. You know, I mean, you're you're not you're not building it for yourself. You're building it for other people. You know, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so now that we're we've we've introduced you twice, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> two scoops for me. Yeah.
0: So you know, this being the you know the last show, it it seems like it's a good time for us to kind of look back on you know how we started and how we. And all the, all the things we've been through together over the course of this ridiculous ride. And, um, and it, I think it really, I mean, I guess if we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, it really started when the two of you were on a panel together for i about women in tech, right? Yep. Like even before, even before we started talking about doing a show, that was like kind of the first, the, the, the first appearance of both of you together on a podcast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was. We discussed, uh, I think it was a vector. Uh, uh, I can't and, remember. Uh, it's been
1: so long. I've done so many been millions been of million yeah. things since then.
2: So, yeah, okay. and we discussed women, technology. Yeah. Uh, that
1: was back when I wasn't as connected with you know with the industry and the tech industry so yeah yeah. and georgia was one of my higher level contacts back then i'm like let's get georgia (laughs) on a podcast let's get georgia she's super connected she's got her tentacles in the
0: eye more (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't know at the time you were talking literally yeah yeah
2: right (laughs) right tentacles that's true no, uh, you know, I feel like
1: this show really started back on app.net um, yeah. where I met you, Steve, Yeah, And um, God it is just, I, I tell you, something I've been thinking about all week, you guys, is just how, how, I mean, I can't speak for y'all, so I can I can speak for myself, but how much I've changed and grown since, what was it? Was it 2013, 2014?
0: 20, 20, it, it was April of 2014, I think, that we recorded the first show. Okay,
1: wow. so, you know, three and a half years ago. My God, think about how far my career has gone since then. I've launched my first video game. You yeah, know, I became like a, a nationally known figure for women in tech. Uh, and now I'm running for United States Congress. I mean, it's it's really kind of shocking just how fast life moves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I, I almost want to go back in time and release. Steve, do you remember the, the test show that you and I did together? Yes. Yeah. Because I was on my chair at my old game studio when I recorded that. And I think about it all the time, just this exact kind of banter yeah. and just going like, you know what? I can do this. I can be a professional podcaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember us, like the four of us, like three of us and Maddie recording that first episode. Yep. Like I was at my parents' house in Florida back when they still owned it. So it's like I put the kids to bed. I, I snaked this 100-foot Ethernet wire like downstairs from their like crappy router that they had installed. And I'm like sitting at their like dining room table having a conversation about pandas reproducing and and having, you know, consensual relations and I I did in that first episode, like when when we st- like, because I had been podcasting before this, like years ago, and then I stopped when we had the twins. And I we had a a thread going before that, in like it was it was it wasn't it was an app.net. I think we moved it to iMessage eventually, but um for playtesting rev sixty, and I just kind of mentioned like. I'd just gotten back from PAX that year and I was thinking like, eh, maybe I want to get back into podcasting and be like, let's do it. And I'm like, what, 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 what? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Let's do it. Oh, let's do a podcast. That's what?
1: how I decided to run for Congress. Yeah. Too. That's the story of it. So, <laughs> so, that, yeah. so
0: so I, you know, we, we'd recorded that test episode before I left for Florida and, and we decided that it just, the two of us wasn't going to work. It just, it, it was going to be, it was going to be too slow and too, and too straightforward. So that's when we decided to bring, the, uh, Georgia Dow, Agent of Chaos, and, and Ann, and we and that first episode was like half NPR, and then we started talking about Tomodachi life, and Georgia brings up pandas having relationships with other pandas, and it just went off the rails from there.
2: Pandas are people, too. That was all I was saying.
0: <laughs> it's a true statement. It, it is a true statement, and, and and we know you feel that way about tribbles and porks, but not about ugly animals, but... <laughs>
1: Does, does my puppy Splat get to live in your future, Georgia? I'm just asking. Like, he has your one eye that's kind cute. of pink around yeah. the base. Okay. so I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure.
0: Yeah. We, we, we need to understand where the line <laughs> is in, in, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's, Dar- Georgia's yeah, Darwin uh, perfect world.
1: Yeah, it's just like uh apocalypse from the X-Men. Like Georgia believes instead of only the strong will survive, it's only the cute will survive. So, you know, she's like the wheat shall be separated from the chaff. And by wheat I mean ugly things. So
2: oh, no. yes. No, that's you.
1: I that's you. No. Oh I'm sorry, no. you freed them from their suffering. Yeah. I think that's that's the phrase.
2: Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, soon after that, like, uh, Brie, you would always make me laugh, like really laugh. Like, I think that I almost died a couple of episodes from laughing. Um, and I remember when Frank, uh, (laughs) Frank, they were, you guys were up to something. I knew you guys were up to something, but we didn't know what. And then, um, asking me things about my licensing. (laughs) Could you get uh, – if we said this about you on air, would uh, you lose like, your licensing? <laughs> I'm like, was really yeah. worried.
0: It's getting like I the legal clearance, I not know what you just
1: said. It was just Sorry, like – you were. you were
2: yeah. asking no, me great. about it's what great. would happen if I was accused of certain things and would I lose my license Do you remember when I
1: applied for you to like become a Canadian expatriate while
2: yeah.
1: we were recording <laughs> an episode?
2: <No>. Yeah. <laughs> I might be getting trouble across the border still. from Well, that.
0: now, yeah, so now. I mean, you know, maybe yeah, not last yeah. year, but now, or, or you know, last now, year is twenty seventeen now. But now, yeah, you probably would. It?
1: Do you remember when I tied Frank to a chair in the recording room and we pulled a 24? <laughs> and I kept asking you questions and to make you answer them. If you didn't, I would shoot Frank with a Nerf gun. And then yes, in the background, was... he's like,
2: no, don't just save me. No. <laughs> that, was yes. that was great. That was great. That uh, was great. And then there was the Yeti file. Yeah. It was like, like I don't know, how many pages was it? It was a long. lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of paint. Oh my goodness! <laughs> With me in a yeti suit, which will forever be on the internet at some point. So that that my was when we first got the
0: Squarespace ad, right? And we decided to build the Squarespace site, fandas.biz. Biz. And oh
2: my god!
0: And that was yes. what was on there because yes. I think we were we test were we were like, did we was it to test like the store or something? I can't like I don't. Some of these things actually had like a legitimate a legitimate like justification I was behind them a
1: troll y'all well <laughs> i know that That's why i set that up i yeah.
0: know that but it was in the service of an ad mm-hmm. that gave you the inspiration for this and i because i remember that there was like you you were selling like the like the redacted version and then the full version with some ridiculous amount of money, and then we realized that we probably shouldn't actually be taking people's money and, <laughs> and something like that. It was I mean it was the Georgia turkey. Dow
1: hand turkey. Yeah. Yes. So we turkey. sold that yeah. for yeah. what was it, like it. It was a thousand dollars something? ridiculous. I
2: think it was a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's yes. like wow, yeah. dude. Hand turkeys. Yeah.
0: I
1: guess I could sell that yeah. now ethically. And uh yeah, that's gonna be great. I mean, that could be your campaign poster. Money.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, you could sell that as, a, you know, like, like the, the, you know, I mean, not to put it on the same level as like the Red Hats, but that could be like, you know, your campaign merchandise, like the Hillary mugs, you know, you could just sell Georgia Dow hand turkeys. I think I'm
1: trying to be taken seriously as a candidate, Steve. Hand turkeys are serious business.
0: Well, uh, you know, maybe in Georgia Dow's Darwin future, then hand turkeys are the way that, you know, people indicate that they're, that they're worth saving, but...
2: True. Yeah. True. I've had people ask me to draw them for.
0: Yeah. Well, that that was well because you didn't know what it was when we started that, right? Like you, like you don't have hand turkeys in Canada. And
2: no, it's not a thing. Well, not not around me. Yeah. So I mean, y'all, this is this is hard
1: to talk about, but like with the show ending, I think part of why this is doing because it's it's just so hard to have that kind of fun these days with y'all. I don't know if it's the Trump era or what, yeah. but it just feels like it feels like it's so much harder to be to have fun, like whimsical fun in this era. I mean, it, it f- is
2: hard to do um, a topic of <clears throat> people getting hurt or maimed or you know politically what's happening, and then put zany together with that we've had some really we've we've we do silly ridiculous things but we've also spoken about some really very serious important topics on the show. I yeah. agree with that. Um,
1: yeah. I agree with that. I just yeah. feel like once Maddie left the show, um I feel like she was a good partner to be kind yeah. of ridiculous with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that I mean that dynamic of the four of us was, was really special and, you know, that was that was the the isometric era was, you know, not that we haven't done a lot of great work on the show since then, but You know, I definitely like those were some really special times when we had the four of us together in, you know, when we were hitting our stride. Like I'm I'm thinking back to that that episode where we'd done like a couple of like horrible women in tech article news stories in a row back when that was like not that that not to say that that was a novelty, but that wasn't like, you know, everything is terrible all the time like it is now. And then we just decided we couldn't talk about another one. So we just found like the most ridiculous stories that we could. And we spent 20 minutes talking about Denny's making a, an asteroids rip off with hash browns. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, just being able to riff off of that. And like that was I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes back then was just because we just didn't we didn't really talk about anything, but we talked about. A lot of things, and it was it was fun and it was entertaining. And, and I, I mean, I think the other the other problem over the past year is that it's it's a little bit harder to be carefree and have fun and and you know be whimsical when you're talking about some of these serious things in the news. Because I think that prior to Trump, there was at least a feeling like these bad things are that, you know there's a lot of bad implications for whatever we're talking about, but there's also a government in place that might do something about it and might actually keep these things from happening and now it's it feels like every time that we see some terrible news story oh and and this is probably just the tip of the iceberg because there's some way that the government's going to make it worse and so it's it's a, it feels like it's a little bit harder to be carefree the way that we used to you know in terms of some know. of those stories for me,
1: it's like i've looked forward to trying to be carefree you know for me so much of my life is yeah i did npr morning edition yesterday and it's it's you know it's weird because i feel like people on this show get to know all of my personality whereas my public presence is more of a like you know serious feminist meteor you know like you know and um you know it's It's just been really – it's been hard for me because I've I've tried so hard to bring the playfulness to the show, and I just feel like I don't have anyone to play with anymore. Um, I think, like, Mike is very talented at what he does, but I think, like – I think we need someone that was uh, more – you know what I mean? Like, out there? Like, the thing about Maddie is she would dish attitude at anyone, right? Yeah, she's had no fracks to give. And I, I just, I don't know. I think like, um, I feel like until there's more fun to be had, I just don't feel like the show has been on the right course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, that that early, that isometric era was, I mean, I remember her like just breaking into the pokey rap for no reason. And, in the middle of a show. And I, I think that was a, that was a difficult show too. And she was doing that like right before that. I think that was when we were having the first, the first Gamergate discussion back in so, August. Yeah.
1: And that's something, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, like what you want to accomplish before you die, but it's something I think about a lot. And yeah, for me, I'm really swinging for the history books of my life. I don't know if I'll, if I'll make it. I hope I will. Um, I think there's a good chance I won't, but You know, I can't tell you how many journalists in doing interviews with me have gone back to that isometric era and listened to, you know, the two podcasts, uh, Sunshine and Rainbows, are the one where Maddie and I are talking about Samantha Allen being harassed out of the industry. And it it is one of the most brutal, real discussions about women in tech that I think has ever been captured. Um, you know, I hope that if people write biographies of I me mean, one day, a lot of those early episodes, of isometric will will be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. going back and edit because and, <laughs> I, I listened through start to finish to all the episodes as I'm editing them, and I remember listening, you know, listening through to that part of the show, and I had to stop a few times because, like, both, you know, I mean, I was there for it. Obviously, so, you know, I heard I was part of it, but also like going back and listening to just listening to the, you know, the emotion and the pain in both of your voices as you were talking about it, too. I mean, it's one thing to to read a story about it. And it's another thing to, you know, hear really like the emotion that goes along with it and and hear the the pain that it caused and and still causes to this day even more so and i i was i was nervous about doing that show because i didn't know well i didn't know what i was going to contribute and and what i was able to contribute was mostly listening which is probably what i should have you know i mean that was the right thing to do um and i was i was nervous about how we were going to how you know what was going to come after that too but I was really happy after we did it that we did it and we got that message out there because I think that's something that a lot of people needed to hear at the time. And I don't think that they that any other way of presenting it really would have gotten the message home as well as that, as that conversation did.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I'm really proud of is I went through all of that. And I mean, I feel like you guys have known me for a long time and I didn't let it <clears> change who I am. You know, I didn't... I didn't, like, make me silent. I didn't, like, take away my joy or my ability to have fun. I'm, I'm really proud of that, you know. It's hard to go through something like that and not have it change who you are. Yeah. I think I came out of the other side of it I am a better person.
0: And a stronger person, ultimately. Right. I mean, not, yeah. most, people, most people who went through a fraction of what you went through probably would have just deleted all their accounts and just unplugged the Internet forever.
1: They and, did. Yeah. I mean, look at the other women targeted. Yeah. Um, by and large, I mean, it's kind of a sad story if you look back on Gamergate, but, you know, Aenea Sarkeesian doesn't do video game content anymore. Um, You know, I don't actively work at a game studio. Um, Zoe Quinn, I, I haven't followed her career super closely lately, but yeah, you know, she's not releasing games. Allison Rap, MIA. Um, yeah. you know, there are they're just a host of women that were targeted during that era. Yeah. And they just kind of you know went went incommunicado. Yeah. So it's it's been very challenging like not shoveling up into my own little world. Yeah that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah yeah but everyone does deal with like trauma differently and if they you know chose not to want to continue in something because for their health they needed to absolutely sometimes you have to yeah. make that decision yeah. as well right? yeah it's not
1: a judgment at all it's just saying yeah. you know this is statistically most people you know they needed to go yeah. about it a different way yeah so yeah.
0: yeah and then you came out of the other end swinging and you know and and hopefully we'll able be able to make some change in policy that will keep this from happening again to anybody.
1: Yeah. We'll have to Mm -hmm. see. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, even after that, I mean, being coming on stage at a PAX after that and, you know, having that live show that we had. Yeah. That That was was very
1: hard. Yeah. Very hard to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I'd had like, um, You know, former Secret Service people escorting me underneath the convention center all day there. You know, right before we did that show, I had one of their uh, Pax East enforcers. They had been following me around, um, taking pictures of me without my consent, and had even uh, talked about jumping out and stabbing me and becoming the chosen one. Yeah, you know, he was permanently banned from Pax East, and you know you got the whole thing from the guys behind the scenes, like, "Oh, he's a good guy; he didn't mean yeah. it." But uh, that's always you know, the, then yeah. To, <laughs> yeah, and then to go out on stage and do that—that that was very challenging emotionally. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and I don't think that anybody, uh, you know, until after that show was done, had any idea that you were going through that at the time. I mean, you were—it it, was—it was a normal show as far as you were concerned, and I mean, it was—I mean, as normal as those shows as those shows were at that point, I guess, but. You know, it was a fun show.
1: I mean, part of I think it's due to a lot of my trauma growing up where I had to pretend to be normal. Um, and I think it's uh, I don't know. It's always been easy for me to kind of compartmentalize it and smile when it's showtime, even when I'm feeling different things on the inside. So yeah, there it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember even, you know, some of those shows just hearing you like you were. Like we would, we would start. We would have, you know, our pre-show talk before you'd start recording, and you'd sound like you were basically death warned over. No offense, obviously, but and and then all of a sudden we, I would do the intro, and you you'd just be on, and I I'd, I'd be looking at that like I have no idea how on earth you were able to do that because I would be in the fetal position at that point and like. Just, I was always amazingly impressed by the fact that regardless of how you were feeling, you were able to just flip the switch and it it was like nothing had ever happened while the show was happening, while we were recording the show.
1: You want to know the true story of how I developed that skill? So Britney Spears canceled one of her appearances, and Perez Hilton wrote a really nasty blog about it and said, let me tell you something, Britney Spears. A professional gets it done no matter what. And I'm like, okay, that's a lesson I need to learn. Don't be like Britney Spears. Thank you, Perez Hilton. Thank you, Perez Hilton, you bully and terrible human being. Um, That's right. I'm a professional, and I get it done no matter what. so. So I guess thank
0: you, Perez Hilton, I guess. Us, but it's
1: it
2: right.
1: <laughs> uh, Georgia, what about you? How yeah. do you feel like you've grown over the course of the show?
2: Ah, uh, well, you know, my life has been, um, uh, really different, right? Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, the show has been just so wonderful in that it was a place where we could be really silly, still talk about really serious things, um, have a laugh. And it was really a safe space where we could discuss, um, personal issues, as well as technology, as well as, like, whatever was happening in our life and have a laugh, even though we were going through all kinds of trauma. Both of my parents have died since I've been on the show. Um, and I've launched a company, um, many other podcasts, um, my career as a psychotherapist. And so it's been, it's been a really interesting ride to be able to have this place where I can be um, silly and... They'll be professional and do all of those things at once, which I don't think that I can do <clears throat> on any of the other shows that I do with. So it was really special in that way. I think that uh, the growth and the changes that we've we've shared, along with like, you know, hanging out and actually going to like um, Fun Spot and, you know, doing a live show and just talking about all of the different things that we've been going through has been really amazing. And um, I have to thank the people that watch the show because their support has been really lovely and always caring and kind and thoughtful, sometimes not as kind, but most of the time. <laughs> people Our watch listeners the have the show almost been always
0: really, been really, really good to us.
2: Almost always been really positive and kind and thoughtful. And so it's, um, yeah, it's it's one of those bittersweet things. Yeah.
1: You know, another, another story about the show is uh, you mentioned Funspot Spot, Georgia. Um, I've yeah. never told you guys the story about that day and what happened. So there's been a, a story that's kind of been resurrected this week. We'll leave it in the show notes. But uh, uh, it's basically like even when someone confesses to threatening a woman 50 times uh, and confesses to the FBI, they do nothing. Mm. And that's a story that came out uh, this week. Um, has mm-hmm. been making hyperviral rounds. You guys don't know this, but um, as we were going to Fun Spot, um, that day before I went, that's when I did John Oliver and talked to them for my appearance on that show um, where they did background information on me. And then all that day, I had gotten death threat, death threat, death threat, death threat, death threat from someone that was um, obsessively calling my phone. Uh. And I started recording it. And... Um, it was basically those recordings that you know, I went and uh, sent to the FBI, which made the basis of that article that's going so hyper viral. But yeah, I didn't mention that to you guys. I didn't bring it up. I hope you found me to be somewhat normal <laughs> at the time. But it was uh, <laughs> it was a very difficult day because that guy called me like 50 times, leaving death threats, talking about murdering me.
0: Actually, we were at dinner that night and, yep. and your phone rang and it was that guy again. Yep. Yeah. He yeah. told us that. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, and I I forget if you did you actually like talk to him or or there was Yeah, that's right. I yeah. did. I did. Yeah, yeah. cuz I remember you answering the phone. Like we had we had, we were at this I don't even remember what the place was mm-hmm. where we had, you know, Matt, Maddie was, was there like and, the, and you and Frank were there it was before and,
2: the pool place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: and and your phone rang and you answered and I forget what you said to him and then hung up on him. But yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, I remember I remember that happening while not not while we were at Fun Spot but while we were at dinner. Yeah. And that Yeah,
1: dinner afterwards, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, I mean and, and that was still and, and we still managed to and you know, we didn't know until that we were doing until we were having dinner afterwards, but we still had a lot of fun while we were at at Fun Spot.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: I mean that was that was a, a really really fun day. And you know, and something that I think we all needed at the time because that was like a month after Pax, that was like six months into all of, uh, you know, all of this this sustained harassment campaign against you, and and yeah. it was it was a chance for you know us to take you away basically, and and just have some fun and play some mini golf and play some video games and forget about things for a while. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, what about you, Steve? How do you think you've grown over well, the course of the show?
0: Well, I mean, I learned I have ADD, and. You know, we talked about that right around when I got diagnosed, and I've talked about that a few more times. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of—you uh, know, we've been reevaluating all of the—all the things that I do that are because of that and how sometimes the things that I don't even notice are making other people upset, and I don't even notice that I'm making them upset. And it, it's—I've gotten— I've gotten better at it, but I'm still terrible at it. And it's something that I still struggle with, but at least I've been kind of learning like all the things that um that I first of all that I missed out on because of it, because of not knowing for like 35 years. Um, you know, struggling in school because of it, it well, you know, doing well enough to get by. Um, and then, you know, went through that whole process and we and we talked about that a few times on this show too. Um, you know, and just the different, different, how, how difficult that is and how difficult it is just to get a diagnosis for yeah. a, di- for a, just for a, a disorder like that. I mean, it took, mm-hmm. it was like three months that I think you know, I told, I think I told you all about, about it off the show in like October and, and, and I didn't get, or maybe it was September even, I think it was September. I didn't get diagnosed until like new year's. Um, just cuz we couldn't even get me an appointment with anybody for, for because of the insurance nightmare and whatever um and and then going back and i remember like playing super metroid after i was you know taking medication for it which is the first time that i actually like finished that game and and being able to talk to you all about that yeah and wow. mm-hmm. yeah and that was a big deal and being able to talk about a bunch of these games that you know that you and and that Maddie were really excited about that I was never able to play because I was never able to sustain the attention, and then being able to like participate in that was like a really big deal mm. um,
2: I think that we 've done a, a lot of good for for talking about different mental health issues, yeah and uh, talking about them openly and discussing it, and I think that that 's probably helped a lot of other people that were going through difficulties and um, different traumas and difficult. Um, issues that have come up, because it's something that people, you know, five years ago really didn't do. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was something that people held with shame or felt embarrassed about or feared that they would be judged. Um, we had talked about how the media portrays people that are dealing with different issues. And, you know, even in that time, things have changed on the way that the media portrays things. Um, people are much more sensitive to that. And I think that we definitely um, did a lot of good helping our viewers and the way that they see different issues that they might be going with as well, which I think is really wonderful. And so I, I thank everyone for you know sharing what they've been going through because these are just human things that people go through and um, it just helps let people talk about it and then they can get help or they can just have support, which they may not have before.
0: Yeah. Or, or even know that they need to get to to go talk to somebody yes. about it because I I know yeah. that I had or
2: go fight for it because you had to fight Steve you couldn't just you didn't just go like a lot of us it's it's also about that knowing that you deserve it and you know that if you're not feeling good you know do something about that yeah
0: and 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 I will say that Maureen was really the reason because she she's like an animal that won't let go. And she just spent hours on the phone with the doctors while I was at work, or or the insurance company, rather, just trying to get Mm. something done. And if it wasn't for her, I I wouldn't have gotten a diagnosis, I'm sure. Marriage pro Don't yeah.
1: call your wife an animal that won't let go. Say mean, it on the show. Just don't say it to her face. Is what I would say. Right. Or yeah. make
0: sure she doesn't watch the show. No, I mean it's yeah. That's not the that was definitely not the best <laughs> choice of phrasing. But but she should you know she's just persistent as hell and she will not stop when there's something that she wants to get done and and I love that about her.
2: That's better. You can yeah. you can redub over the last piece that you said. Yeah, and just say, that's that's the oh, benefit no. of being the one who does yeah. She won't stop. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: And and you wow, know, Georgia,
2: and, if your
1: husband called you an animal that wouldn't let go, I don't know about you, but I would have a very long yeah. and boring discussion with well, husband. But what if
0: what if that animal was an adorable <laughs> pork? Um.
1: Then it's okay. Okay. No. Okay. No, <laughs> no. You're saying I'm prey, Steve. I'm no. not prey. That's oh, not Trust me, that's when gets a gun. just wait yeah. for the
0: Porg uprising. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. Just just wait that's for right. it. But Don't I, and, and, it. but I mean, I think the other thing that I was really happy to hear is that I, I know that there were a few people who came to me afterward. You know, it had messaged me on Twitter or whatever and said, like, I, I never realized that that was what I was going through until I listened to you. And I didn't even know that that was something I should get checked out. I just thought that's how I was. And yeah. then, then they went to get diagnosed and they've been living better lives since then, too. And, you know, I mean, the thing with adult ADD is that you can just kind of skate by and not know that that's what it was if somebody doesn't catch it. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, getting that message out helped people, which I'm I'm still, you know, I'd rather not have lived with undiagnosed ADD for 35 years. But at least if I'm going to, I can help a few more people along the way. So.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite where I'm a cautionary tale for women in tech. And I've helped inspire a lot of people to not to not get their butts handed to them, which is a kind of dark legacy. But there it is. Uh,
0: Uh, All right. hmm. So do we want to read some of these messages that uh, and we have a couple of questions that have kind of been left over? Please. Um, This one is is a quick one. And from Livio, who says, hey, Disrupticons, what's Giant Space Cat up to these days?
1: So I wish I could tell you I had time to still make games. I don't – like we do bug fixes uh, when that happens. But honestly, uh, I'm running for United States Congress, which is more than a full-time job. So Steve asked me what I'm doing tomorrow.
0: What are you doing tomorrow?
1: I am waking up at 9 o'clock. And I'm going to... At least it's
2: not five. She sometimes <laughs> yeah, gets no, up at five o'clock.
1: So I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to one church for Sunday school at 10 o'clock. I'm going to another for uh, Sunday worship services. Then I'm going to a third for their two o'clock service. And then I'm going to a fourth <laughs> tomorrow for, for Wednesday night, uh, Sunday night services to just sit there and meet people and shake hands And that's all I am these days is machine to go meet people and... Honestly, listen to them and uh, you know try to to hear them and understand what they need from you know re- representation here in Massachusetts so it would be impossible for me to you know run a um, game studio at the same time
0: yeah I mean that was all of your, that was all of your time too. You can only do two things that take one thing that well you probably could do two things, but better not to to yeah, that take yeah. up all of your time because that that yeah. gets to become a problem unless you you know, clone somebody or or make make Frank do it for you or something like that. So
1: (laughs) what's what's been so hard about that is like people think of me as a mega extroverted person and I'm not. It's a it's a skill I can turn on when I need to, but you know, I'm also someone that needs downtime. So yeah, running for office has been one of the most exhausting things I've ever set out to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I, I can see that just on a micro scale where my job's changed from, you know, developer to architect and so I've used to spend all day coding and I could just put my headphones on and just work. And now my day is like I get into the office and I'm in back to back meetings until I leave. And it's it's exhausting days, some days that, you know, I don't get any sort of a break and I just feel myself just like completely worn out by the end of the day. And and that's like eight hours. And then I get on a train and play Skyrim until I get home. That's not like 12 hours a day, every day, including weekends. So I, I can yeah. only imagine, you know, the level of exhaustion that you're dealing with on a regular basis just from that.
1: I'm just that pissed off about Trump's. Yeah. <laughs> so, there it is. Uh, oh.
0: Okay. So we have a question from, um, well, they don't say we can't use their name and it doesn't seem like it's that, that sensitive. So if this is a question from Langston who says, I wanted to get your opinion on something I'm going through. I'm currently a a graduate student working my master's, and while I'm glad I'm almost done, I've been looking at different careers to apply to. I've recently found an interesting career field, and while doing my research on it, I found that a master's degree in that specific field is needed. Is it worth going back to school again and getting a second master's degree, or should I look elsewhere? Um, Right. uh, So he says, I'm getting my master's in biological and biomedical sciences, and the field I was interested in is genetic counseling.
1: If you get a degree in that, you will, you will be able to find work. That's my opinion. I, I And you all may have a different opinion here. What I think is here in the United States, I think we are trained to go sit in little boxes and desks from a very young age and to follow all the rules and to do what someone tells you until you get the the thing that you're told is important. Um, and I think, obviously, education has a lot of benefits. My husband would never be able to work in his field without a PhD, but I, I do see this as a, a trap in some ways. Uh, let me give you an example. I have a good friend of mine, Maggie, who has a law degree, um, and she is eminently qualified to run for office. She's been doing education initiatives in the state for years, and she was thinking about running for office herself since the election, and she believed she needed to go back to school and get a master's in public policy before people would take her seriously. And I'm like, what?
2: (laughs) Like, it's just
1: not true. Did she not see
2: what's politically happening right now in the States?
1: Yeah, right. No, no, you're dead on, Georgia. So, um, I mean, I'm all for education. I just think, like, sometimes we put an artificial barrier in our mind. Um, you know, saying, well, I can't do X until I do Y. And I don't think that's always as true as we want to believe that it is. So, um, just, uh, it's a more general comment on human nature, but I think sometimes the biggest thing holding us back is ourselves and our preconceptions.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think that's well said, Bree. I think that's very true. It, it often is. Um, there's, there's definitely certain fields where you need to go if you, that's something that, that you care about, um, And other fields where you could really just go it alone if you feel comfortable. I think that some people feel more comfortable when they have a structured um, way to learn information and other people feel more comfortable not. I think that they need to know that there's a lot of fields where you could get a degree, but you don't actually need to have a degree the piece of paper in order to be successful at that. And doing it is a better way to go about it. We used to have much more apprenticeship, and now we really don't, where you would just go be with someone else that knows something and, and learn from that, and then really you end up inheriting the business as well. So you know, for in your case, if you really want that, I think that you should go back because that's a field where you would need to have uh, the training in order to deal with it, and that's the way that I felt when I used to be a teacher, um, and I didn't really care about the curriculum. I just cared about making people feel better, and so I went back to school to be a therapist. Um, and I'm very happy that I made that decision, and it worked really well for me.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there's a there's there is a practical element to this, which is how many how many millions of dollars in debt are you going to be at the end of this? And are, are is the is, is the that, job is going he, to is he
2: from the States? Because if he's from Canada, school's practically free here. Oh,
1: shut up. Georgia. Oh, of course. Just she, shut she had up. to Get one last one. <laughs> Just in. Shut
2: up. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. I don't.
1: I love Canada. I don't. It's like you. Know, you are Georgia. You're like the millionaire that comes along. And they're like, oh, my third house. The 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 payment is so unfair. My house in on the moon with with my space shuttle oh the gas is so expensive for my private jet is me i don't want to hear it georgia Dow.
0: see see and georgia you need to you need to kind of tone it down because if you make canada seem too good it's gonna make trump want to invade and nobody wants that so you know kind of keep it on the down low how good canada is let's let's just do that um, okay, so let's let's take cost out of it. I mean, that's a that's a real thing. If you're in the states, that if you're going to incur that much debt, you need to make sure that whatever you're going to make is going to make up for that. I think that the if other you thing, have three you probably,
1: kidneys, you'll be fine, Steve. Yeah, if you have three kidneys, you can yeah, sell one. Yeah, yeah, you just you'll grow some more fine. kidneys and you're good. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's fine. so.
0: <laughs> the I think what you probably want to do is you probably want to look for an internship in that field over the summer and make sure that that's really what you want to do first, because I, I think the the worst the worst possible scenario is that you you know you graduate with this degree you spend another however many years getting another degree in that field and then you go to that job for a year and then you find out that it's not really what you want to do um and uh, which is not to say that you know I'm, i'm only going by what's in the message but i think that you probably want to get an internship and that also may help you find an alternative path to get into that field like it may be that you get in at, a, at an entry-level position where you don't necessarily need that, and then you can do, you know, courses at, you know, either at a, try to work on another master's or go to school, like, on the side or in evenings while you're working in the field, and maybe that's another way to get into it. But I would just want to make sure that that's really your only potential path to do it because, you know, spending whatever money it is, whether it be two loonies or, you know, $150,000, $200,000 to get the second degree and then find out, well, maybe this wasn't what I wanted to do. It happens, right? Like, you know, it, you want to make sure. So, um, all right. And then we have just some some messages from some of the listeners that came in from the past week. Um, so we have one from Arturo that says, I want to say that without exaggeration, both isometric disruption and Maddie's writing were my entry point to women's rights, social justice, understanding of the LGBTQ plus community. And basically, you were the bedrock of my progressive mind up to this point. I tremble at the thought of where my current world for you would be with today without your thoughts helping me along the way. Thanks once again. Oh,
2: that's very sweet. That's very yeah. sweet. Thank you.
0: Um, and Mike slash Spike slash Bruce Lee. I'm going by Twitter names because that's what that's what Tweetbot's showing me. So um, <clears throat> says, I wanted to send disruption messages. The show came to, comes to a close. I found Isometric right after high school and right after recovering from a life-threatening case of acute pancreatitis. In addition to broadening my perspective on the issues in gamer and tech culture, I was a big gamer. And now working on my computer science degree, uh, lo- larger social issues and politics. I wanted to thank you guys for your kind words and advice to one of my questions on the show, and Bree and Simone and Christina's shout out encouragement on Rocket. You guys have honestly changed my life, and I'm on a better path now than I would have been had I not discovered the show. And of course, thank you for the entertainment and laughs I got to have alongside you all. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Beautiful.
2: Um.
0: So, Michael says hey team disruption sorry to hear your podcast is winding down i used to religiously listen to isometric live every week and chat in the channel circumstances changed and i couldn't anymore but i've begun listening in earnest again i remember making a georgia dow business card back in 2015 and hearing it referenced on the show as a highlight i even got halfway through an isometric pinball video game i was building the multi-ball trigger included everyone yelling dowabunga anyways it's been great to oh, wow. listen to both I've podcasts i forgot about that. dowabunga too <laughs> It's been great to listen to both podcasts over the years. I hope you all go on to do bigger and better things, plus more podcasts. Yeah, Dowabunga is one thing that's, uh, you know, that, that fell out of favor, and I don't understand why. <laughs>
2: fell out of favor.
0: <laughs> I think we, we need to—we got Renee saying Dowabunga at the end of his podcast at one point, if I remember yeah. correctly. So Phil says, hey, I'm ready to let you know how much I appreciate the work you done on Disruption. You, your show often helped me get through the bad days and made the good days even more enjoyable. I always like to hear your opinions on important and sometimes hard topics. Listening to Disruption also helped me to be more conscious about social issues and my own unconscious biases. You really made me think about topics I wouldn't have thought of otherwise, and I'm sure you did that for your, a lot of your listeners. Thank you for making my favorite podcast, Phil. Oh. Yeah. And um, one last one from Conrad. So thank you so much for these past years. I discovered you a bit before Isometric became disruption and binged it until I was caught up almost a year ago. Though all of this is, at- you've entertained me plenty, made me think, and even changed or ascertained my views on some issues. You've been a part of my life during some serious changes in it, including your first job, and for that I'm grateful. It's sad hearing mm-hmm. you're ending the show, but let's not cry at ending. Let's smile that it happened. I wish you oh, all, my- I wish you all good luck in your future endeavors, especially Brie, can kick some political asses. And may we meet in some other parts of the internet. P.S. P. If I may be a bit selfish for a moment, I'm afraid I was unable to get my hands on incriminating evidence against Georgia Dow despite contact attempts. Would it be possible me for email. you to share it in some way?
1: Yeah, send, send me an email. We, we'll make it happen. Is that something uh, we could put
0: as a link in the show notes for this episode? Can we? Do you uh, think? Yeah. Oh my god,
1: yeah, I can throw that in a um,
0: in yeah. Dropbox. Yeah, I Let, we'll, we'll do that, and we'll because we'll you know it shouldn't, we should make that freely available. You know, now that yeah, now that I the statue so. of limitations yeah. is passed. <laughs>
2: Right. Excellent.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's what we have. That's it.
1: So, I mean, I guess in, I I guess I would say one thing out there, um, and this is to all of our listeners, like you guys have been amazing. You've supported my Patreon, you know, Um, this is really your moment. And, you know, like we are trying to do things for my campaign, like hire dedicated personnel to go out and get signatures and get me on the ballot. Uh, you know, I want to hire a uh, person on our team whose job it is to reach out to communities of color. Um, People don't know this, but the demographics of District 8 have shifted radically Mm -hmm. since Stephen Lynch was elected. Um, And, you know, we're now a 30% people of color district, and 11% of that is Asian. So, um, you know, like, if, if... my real request to you would be this, you know, I cannot win this race without your help, honestly. It is the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. This is a bigger suicide mission than Commander Shepard going through the Omega-4 relay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I really hope, like, if you're listening to this and you, if you're an American citizen, that part's important. You really will consider donating to campaign. That is supportbriana.com because yeah. I can't think of any better legacy for the show yeah. than us going on and you know, making the kind of change we're talking about, making that our federal policy.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: honestly, honestly. So, yeah. yeah, I would be honored to have your support with that. Yeah,
0: and we'll put we'll put links in in the show notes for this episode to where you can donate and, you know, you, you, it, Bri, you can throw whatever links, you know. In addition to that, that will be helpful that we can put those all in the show notes and, you know, people can. Steve, I'll send you
1: you the link for if you want to hold a dinner party supporting Brianna Wu for Congress and invite your (laughs) friends over and ask them for money. I'll send that to you, too. I'll do that. You have a nice house. I bet you know some good people that would donate.
0: Maybe, but well, we're Maybe, we're too far yeah. we're, we're too far out from your from your district to. Doesn't uh, have to be yeah. in my district.
1: I do this in San Francisco all the time. So oh, okay, that's all actually right. a good thing for listeners. Like yeah. if you're um, anywhere in Massachusetts or in San Francisco or anywhere I'm going to be, like, you know, there are ways to hold fundraising events. So, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I would appreciate your support.
0: Okay. Um. So I mean, I guess I guess that's that's pretty much the place to leave it. So.
1: Georgia, do you have any final words before we go on? Come on, give, give
2: something pithy. I, I, don't, I don't think I can do pithy. I'll do cry. Yeah. Uh, but I probably won't do pithy just because of, um, yeah, I've just been dealing with change and loss. and
0: It's been a, it's been a difficult time for you, yeah.
2: Probably, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, it's, it's just the show's meant a lot to me. And uh, uh, you guys as my friends and... Um, the stuff that we've been through and shared together and supported each other um, has been really wonderful, and so you know, um, I hope that everyone really does well, tries to live a better life, um, remember the things that really matter, and uh, you know keep uh our disruption thoughts in your heart and uh, try to make a difference.
1: I gotta disagree with that. I encourage you to live a worse life <laughs> like really go for it. <laughs> Really, go for it. Make some bad decisions. Tell some people to f off. I say, just go for the gusto. Like,
0: just, just don't, just don't say it. that we told you to do it. That's is all. That,
2: is that Breeze Bargain Basement therapy again? Yeah, I that that. So Georgie, your your recommendation
1: about don't go to school. Can I do that and just open up my own therapy shop? Can I do that? Is that your advice?
2: I didn't say don't go to school. I said check because yeah. sometimes you think you have to. Okay. And you don't. Okay, Georgia, do I have to go to school? <laughs> for therapy, you have to go to school. What if you didn't call it therapy? therapy. What if you just called it, for like, therapy. talking
0: about things? <laughs> and bad advice. Like, if you just put up, like, a Lucy from this from Peanuts, like, stand. you good for both. You know. Yeah,
2: you know, then you're fine. You're covered. Yeah. Can I advertise myself legally as Brianna
1: Wu quadruple PhD? Is that legal? Does anyone I, know? That is a very that's
2: interesting okay, right? question because I think that in the States, if you have a degree, that's not really a degree, you can still say you got that degree. Yeah. I don't know that you'd have to ask Frank. Yeah. Frank, we need Frank's legal, advi- legal corner. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, You probably shouldn't be asking a Canadian non-lawyer for legal advice in the U S so. Right.
2: That's probably bad. very familiar with maritime
1: law. So Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what about you, Steve? What uh, advice do you, um, what I'm thoughts, just, I'm, do you
0: have? I'm just happy that we got to do this show for as long as we did. And and I'm happy that um, that Georgia, I got to meet you and, and you know, become friends with you through all this. Bree, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you and I got to do this together and, and make an impact in the world for as much as we did. And I'm glad that I got to go on this ridiculous ride with both of you. And, you know, to everybody who's listened, like, thank you for taking the time and, you know, thank you for, you know, taking time out of your, out of your week to listen to us or send us a message or it's, it means a lot. So anyway, you can find the show notes at relay.fm slash disruption. The show will still be there. I think they just move it into like retired mode. So you can go back and, and listen and, you know, we'll all still be, you know, around in various places. Um, You know, we're still, some of us are still on other podcasts that you You can still go listen to or, you know, you can always just catch up with us on Twitter. Um, So you can still hear me over at OffCurve.com talking about Hearthstone. um, Once a week, I'm from my car. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at WickedGood. And uh, Brie, where can people find you?
1: I mean, I'm around. You can have your wildest dream of meeting Brianna Wu. Bat mitzvahs, you know children's birthday parties mm-hmm. bowling you know bowling. <laughs> may a yeah. roll yeah. hearing just call me and oh. i'll be there <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i'm around uh you know uh one of the thing's even if i win my race i'm gonna continue to do rocket uh it's just been um it's it's such an honor to do a show with christina and simone every single week so i'll still be there and uh you know i imagine we'll continue to be in the news unfortunately hopefully for good things and not bad Good things, things. Yeah. yeah
0: yes yep. only there good is. things and georgia what about you
2: uh, you can find me on, um, You can, if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, you can still check out anxiety-videos.com. Um, I'll give my email just because uh, my Twitter use has been really bleh. um But you can check out um, georgia at if you want to send me an email if you're going through something uh, and need a little bit of guidance to that. And um, I, yeah, just uh, hope everyone Does well, and uh, we're sad to uh, see this change, but uh, you can still support us in our many endeavors and uh, still shoot us a line, um, even if it's a while from now, just what you've been going through or even uh, what the show's meant to you.
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, go listen to something else. (laughs) Go. (laughs) (laughs) This time you really mean it. I really do mean it. Go. (laughs) Bye.